Episode number five, this is Pod Deep on Sports. Got myself, Hughes, Jared, the notorious OD, said we in the house. This episode is strictly about the boxing recap. Javante Tate Davis versus Ryan Garcia. Let's kick this off with a deep thought question. What you got, said? All right, let's do a quick deep thought. Okay, you lose your job. You lost your job. You and your spouse are struggling. Hard times. You're hitting hard times. It's been about seven months. You you haven't had a job. Your wife gets a what we should call an indecent proposal. Surprisingly, she's kind of open to it. Question for the boys is: At what amount? Do you at least got to have the conversation? At what amount do you at least have to have? Not saying anything go down, but what amount you at least got to have a conversation about? About her doing it or not doing it? About her doing it, about her actually going through with it. Just to recap, struggling. Y'all been kicking it for a while. Surprisingly, your wife is with this indecent proposal. But the question for the gang is, what is the dollar amount that you at least got to talk about? For me, I'd say probably two million. Two million. And you got some discussion going on. Yeah, let's talk about it at two million. Okay. What about you, Rod? Uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm somewhere ten, probably about million? ten million. Ten million. Yeah. What about you, use? You see, my demeanor didn't change. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that ten million, man. That's you know. I'm looking at the door. That's five her way, five my way. You know. Yeah, basically, because you know we're gonna be done. Yeah. As it is anyway. Yeah. yeah. So if we're gonna be done, I want to be in a situation where I got some, you know, I got you know that, that ain't that ain't uh, I can't live off of that for the rest of my life. But it, that's life altering. You know, get five million in your bank account. Oh, so, yeah. And we yeah. talking tax free money, right? We talking tax free money. All to you. All to you. Yeah. Yeah, we, we we split that. Ten? I fuck around, get so mad, take the whole motherfucker ten. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I was thinking, you know, just to start t- talking, I was thinking two mil myself, just to, just to start talking. So I'm with Jared. But let's flip this real quick. It's a quick question, so let's flip it. What about you? If it was your indecent proposal, where would that start for you? Where would that start for you? Shit, on what do you mean? Talk. Like somebody. So it's you. So it's you that's going that that's the, the person is after, the woman is after. And you know, uh and of course 
you know, you you you're saying, okay, we could do it. She said, okay, do it. Where would Joe? Where would Joe number start? Now, is it a big difference or what? Shit, it depends on what's what she look like. <laughs> this motherfucker said, not late then. Shit, it's not late then. Shit, ten dollars. I'm. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Jared, what 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 what's your uh the table's turn? What what's it gonna take for you? Re-explain that to me. What, so, what's happening? So so we just had this scenario where your wife is, you know, somebody proposes her, to her. Now the shoe's on the other foot. Somebody wants you, and yeah, you gotta figure out oh, okay, what, at what price would it take for you to do it. Mm, I'll stick with that two million. Two mil? To, to start talking, two million. Yeah. What about you? No, I already said it. It, it depends on, on on the woman. Just know? say average looking woman. Average, you know, nothing special. Average average looking woman. Uh so we're talking about me. Uh Shit, <laughs> five hundred thousand. Shit, <laughs> for me. <laughs> shit, yeah. The, the the price of the brick goes down when it's me. <laughs> when it's her, yeah, that price is, you gotta go up. But for me, shit, I I do it at, at half a mil. What about you, Squeak? Yeah, if, if up are coming this way, I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to tax them. I'm gonna have to tax. Them. I'm gonna keep that ten million. Same, same, same uh, scenario. Split down the middle of five for my baby girl, five for me. Or I might be greedy. I might take seven, leave her with three. You know what I'm saying? I put the most work in, so, you know. So you're not having that count. So you're. So what you're saying is if Oprah offers you three million, you're not taking it. Yeah. Take you, it. You're going to hold out for 10. Oprah got a billion. I'm trying my best. <laughs> Well, no, let's take Oprah out of it. It's just, it's whoever, like, like, say, say, it was just an average, you know, just an average chick, nothing too special. So, you're not, you ain't gonna move until she get, until she dropped 10 million. I want you to be high, not, not, your, not your wife. But you ain't fucking for less than ten million. That's what you're telling me. I want the number to be high because I know what the end result's gonna be. I know I got a motherfucker that's gonna take half from me, so I got to be able to give me a nice little chunk that I can have. Why she taking? Why, why she taking half? Because when she find out, motherfucker, it ain't gonna be no. <laughs> she with it though. She, she knows. With it. She, she like. Knows. She like go and do it. Yeah, she knows. She's struggling. We rock bottom. Ah oh, shit. So it ain't. It, it, it ain't no. You know, I just I just know for me, if the shoes on the other foot, our shit's pr- pretty much over with at that point. But when you flip the scenario, you know, your wife might be like, "Fuck it, go ahead and do it." Nigga. I know we're struggling, but man, like, god damn, you know, like that'll take my number down on the, you know what I'm saying, like a little Hollywood chick versus Oprah, like I said. You know what I'm saying? On the low, you might get me for three, but if it's Oprah, I'm 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 a stay No, quit that. flipping it. What he said, he said uh, just the average chick, nothing nothing too special. What will it take? 
Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm an expensive kind of cat, man. I'm, I'm gonna have to dig deep into the account, <laughs> write me a nice little check. <laughs> I'm standing on my, my number is low as fuck. <laughs> we struggling, and if I get that proposal, I mean, two fifty. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I throw myself out there. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I've been out of work for seven months. Yeah, shit, shit we struggling. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. If, she, if she offered 20000 I'm like, well, fuck it. We're going to be good for a couple of months. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I think what Rodney getting at is how is that going to be good? Will that last? Will you done did, you done crept off and done that? You're going to be able to come back and sleep in that same house for real? You know what I'm nah. saying? <laughs> Get poked in your back like you in the penitentiary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. That's the question of the day. <laughs> Right, that was a good. That was a good one. Let's, that was a good one. So let's move. Let's move forward. We're gonna recap what happened uh, April twenty second. The the big fight that took place in um, Las Vegas between Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia. Everybody saw the fight. So I'm, I'm gonna go around and, and get your, your your perspective on the fight and what you thought. Let me start with you. Said what did you think about the fight overall? I thought it was a. It was you know it was one of them. It was one of them fights I kind of got excited for. Butterflies. I thought it was gonna be. You know, it was a good atmosphere, great atmosphere. Um, I thought, um, I thought Ryan when he came in, I didn't think he looked. Like, I just didn't think he looked apart. He looked like he was like dehydrated. He just didn't look. He didn't look right. You know, like he was goddamn starved or something. Like it, it just to me, he just didn't look. He just didn't look right. As far as the fight, it was. It was. It was immediately you could see that Tank was the he was the better fighter. Mm-hmm. It was just you know it was just child's play. Once he got in there, and he could tell Ryan was kind of overmatched. You know immediately. Mm-hmm. You know Tank don't throw a lot of punches, but when he threw when he do throw him, he looking to hurt you, hurt right, you, right, hurt right. you bad. So um, over all in all, it was a good fight. I commend Ryan. He took it, but I, he clearly is a different. To me, it looks like he's a different class fighter than Tank. Yeah, what about you, Jared? What was your what was your take on the fight? Uh, before the fight, I was excited. Then I had to catch myself, and I've been duped so many times by boxing. <laughs> so, for the record, if anybody wants to go back to maybe go back a few, couple episodes, I said I'm not really commenting or re- really getting excited about this fight until it's over because it's been too many times where they find some Mexican fighter to go against the black fighter who is who can talk and sell the fight, who is really really shouldn't be in the ring with the black fighter. So it's a lot of hype. So to me, that's kind of what this fight turned out to be, just a lot of hype. Uh, Ryan Garcia was not ready to fight Tank. Um, if we're going to get into it, can we talk about the dehydration part now or you want to wait? Just wait. We'll, we'll put that second. We'll put that second. Just want to get your take. The fight itself... A lot of hype. I was excited about it. I can't lie about that, but it just turned out to be just hype, just a one-sided fight. What about you? What about you, Ryan? What was your take on the fight? Um, I wasn't excited for, about it. Um, I it was good that for this, like for the sport, that you know they got a marquee matchup that that brought you know brought people out. Mm-hmm. But as far as just being excited for the fight, I wasn't. Um, I didn't know too much about Ryan and, you know, I seen tank, but you know, I'm not, 
I wouldn't say I was the biggest supporter. Mm-hmm. So I really didn't have those butterflies. Uh, I really, this actually is not the fight that I want to see. You know, I want to see the uh, the Lomachenko Devin Haney fight. Okay, that's coming for up. me. For me, that's that's a better that's a better fight for me. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's the one I'm looking forward to. But for this one, it kind of was just. I think it was what it was. You know, it was two big names going at it, and you know, the be- the clearly better fighter won. Yeah. So I I had a I had a. I was excited about the fight. I got my butterflies the day of of the fight. You know what I'm saying? Ryan looked very good to me in that first round, uh, even the beginning in the middle of the second round. Um, I, I didn't see much from Tank. Tank was giving him good footwork, but he really wasn't throwing uh, punches. But then as I rewatched the fight again, I saw what Tank was really doing. Uh, he was too slick for Ryan from what I saw. you know. But when I was watching it live, I thought I had Ryan. I had Ryan winning uh, most of those rounds, but when I rewatched it and heard the commentary behind it and stuff like that, I didn't see Ryan receiving good information. And Tank was really kind of winning, just using his boxing IQ. I thought it was a good atmosphere. Uh, it was a lot of celebrities there. Um, I think if they would have had this fight probably in about. The later half of June, they would have got more celebrities because they was really competing with the NBA, you know what I'm saying, in different cities and stuff like that. They had a real good turnout, you know, uh, being um, shown on Showtime and The Zone and stuff like that. So I had a real good experience uh, watching them and stuff, you know. So I'm looking forward, like you, you mentioned, right, I'm looking forward to the um, Lomachenko and De- Devin Haney fight, you know, that's coming up this month, you know what I'm saying, so... Overall, I thought it was a good card. Uh, Ryan, Ryan showed a lot of heart at some point. You know, I think he he uh, he took his he took his L like a man. You know, what I'm saying. But we're gonna get into the next topic. So the next topic about this same fight is about the rehydration clause. What you about to say, Seth? So sorry before you go on. The one thing that fight did bring out. That was it. Looked, you know, it had that big time fight atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You know, when you start to see the crowd, you see the famous people. Mm-hmm. They brought that out, so that felt it felt like one of those old time, old school, great boxing matches. That's, all That's true, and and I wish they would have put together a better fight card. Mm-hmm. You know, like the only person under undercard that I kind of recognized or, or knew was the David Morrell Jr. type of guy. And hell, he knocked this guy out in the first round. You know what I'm saying? But besides that, it really was not a a, a good a good boxing card, you know. But what I did like and recognize that there were a lot of fighters, old and present, in attendance there, and that's a good sign, you know, as a as a current fighter that other fighters are in the arena watching you. You know what I'm saying? So that's always a good sign. Mm-hmm. So let's go to this next topic about you know, do you like fight rehydration? So mm-hmm. in boxing. They have rehydration clause that they can add. It's not mandatory. You know, it's just that it's, it's a tactic that the A-side fighter, the money guy, will do. And I want to get you guys' opinion on, on how you guys feel about, you know, catch weights, rehydration clause, you know what I'm saying? And, and if you feel like it's fair, if you feel like hey, it's, you know, it, it's a disadvantage to the fighter. I'm going to start with you, Jerry, since, you know, you, you have an issue with this. <laughs> I wish you would have put me last. last. Okay, I want to go last. I don't want to influence. Go. I don't want to. Yeah, let me go. Let me go. What you, let me go. What you said. What, what's your thoughts on rehydration class? So I guess I wanted to hear a little bit more about what you guys think about it. But to me, it seems like you know I'm old school. You got to the weight at the at the weigh in, 
That's it. I mean, shit. That it is what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. I I get it. A motherfucker can blow up. Was was like a forty eight hours before the actual fight, or twenty? Is it twenty four or forty eight hours before the before? Is it a certain time? Yeah, it's twenty. Like uh, so, if they doing the weight, they did the weigh in at on Friday at six. They had to do the uh, rehydration at twelve p.m. the next day. Okay, so and, and they couldn't. Meaning go they weigh them at twelve at twelve p.m. the next day to see how mm-hmm. big they got. Yeah. Okay. They couldn't get over a certain pound. I think it was over gotcha. ten okay. pounds from what they were at. Oh, I'm old school in my thought, man. If you if you cut that weight to get to that weight and you at weigh in, you good. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it is what it is. So I think it's a I, I do I think it's a scary tactic for the littler guy or the guy who <laughs> you know the champion usually because you say that's who usually have it. But mm-hmm. I, I disagree. I, I would I would not fight with a with a uh, with a, a rehydration clause, if I was any fighter, I'm like, damn, I got down to your weight. You know, right. we fighting at the weight you want to fight. I mean, I I got there. Damn, let my body recoup for this next 12, 13 hours. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And let's just box. So, but I get it, and I understand why it's in place. But I I'm against it. Okay. What about you, Rod? You think it's a disadvantage? You think it's advantage? You think it's fair? Not fair? Um, not? I don't. I don't think it's fair for a guy if we're fighting at 154 or 147 mm-hmm. and this guy comes in at 170 and I'm you know you know my my natural weight you know I don't get no bigger than 150 you know 155 or something like that mm-hmm. so I don't I, so that's not a well so if we fighting at welterweight which is 147 mm-hmm. And he comes in the ring at 165, 170. This ain't a welterweight. This ain't a welterweight fight no more. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking middleweight fight, mm-hmm. or you know, super or super middleweight fight. So, can it be that drastic? Can, can yeah. it be? Can it be that drastic? Thirty yeah, with, without no without no catchweight clause, they can blow up to whatever their body allowed them to. You think they can do that though? In like a in like the, the short time that is. The, the fight turn around. You that's what that's what Canelo does. What that's what a lot of fighters do. A lot Canelo, of fight Canelo, when he fought Floyd, that was at one fifty four. Canelo was in that ring at one seventy. Okay, okay. So and Floyd you know, had Floyd, a catch weight on him. Floyd put a catch weight on him. So it was like one fifty five, one fifty two. Yeah, one fifty two. Yeah, but, you know, but Floyd went into that fight probably weighing one fifty. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they so what just so I can have a. The order operations they they weigh in at one fifty two. They got to be at one fifty two, but there was no rehydration clause on the on the Floyd fight, no. so he can come in whatever. Right. Okay. All right. I got you. So got you. to me, it's un. I mean, I guess you can look. It goes both ways. Like, like you don't do it unless you have. Like, if I don't, you know, if I'm not, a, if I don't, if like, let's say I'm going down to one fifty four. But maybe I don't really carry that weight well, so yeah, I'm not gonna blow up. Yeah, I think you only would blow up if you if you feel it's an advantage. So mm-hmm. to me, if it's a welterweight fight, you shouldn't be in there at a super middleweight or you know at a super middleweight weight. You should be, you know, within the standards of of you know of of the welterweight. So um, yeah, that's my take. I I, I go next. I feel like. To me, as a professional athlete, when you implement a catchweight clause, as long as you have a nutritionist with you, 
you can make that. You know what I'm saying? When you when it comes to the rehydration clause, you can do the exact same thing. You know what you're trying to do is is do the the even playing field because once you 147 and let's say you may blow up uh 10 pounds, which makes you now 157, but the guy you fighting is coming in at 175. Chances are you won't have enough behind you to put that person down. That's that's bigger than you because the way they blow up. You know what I'm saying? So trainers around when you're not at your fighting weight and you're walking around and you at different events, people see you. They know damn well that you're not, you ain't walking around at 147. You ain't walking around 150. You're damn near 180, 190. But you shrink yourself all the way down to fight at the 147. That's probably one of the reasons why you hit so hard and haven't never been knocked down because you're bigger than everybody. So real intelligent trainers and, and, and promoters, what they do is they get at your ass. They see you out drinking and they know that you're going to have a hard ass time shaking that damn weight. But how you get around it is you get your nutritionist that's going to tell you to cut this out during your training camp. Once we on the same level, on the same uh, weight level, you know, if whatever your rehydration clause is and you get past that point, everything is for a game at that point. You know, when I look at the tank and Ryan situation, they was only difference between it was eight pounds. Ryan was one, 144.9. Tank was 144.1. So after 12, Ryan can drink whatever he want and he can go in. When I looked at that fight, he didn't lose that fight to me over no rehydration. It was his IQ. It was his lack of talent, his lack of uh, preparation, not fighting the right type of guys that would lead him up to to fight a guy like Tank, like a guy like Isai Cruz, who Javante who, uh, went against. That would have been a good matchup for Ryan to, to test himself. But instead, him and, and Delahoy and them, they chose to do these cherry-picking guys and then throw them in there with a beast. He got, ex- he got exposed but he made a good showing for himself. He's 24 years old. He's a damn multimillionaire. You're not going to have nobody that that's young making that much that amount of money put their life on the line. What you what you say, Jared? I go to the next question I got after this. So wait, so before you go to Jared, so what I'm trying I'm trying to get your stance on this. So my my are, stance I, I don't I feel like it's I feel like it's fair. I feel like it's no disadvantage or advantage if you imply if you implement the uh, a catch weight or a rehydration clause. Okay. Okay. I think I feel the opposite. The only reason they instituted that rehydration clause is because Ryan was underskilled, so they had that advantage on their side. He he wasn't in the same class as Tank. They drained him, so they, now they have another notch, you know, in Tank's favor. Uh, what else? They had a spy uh, watching him in camp. Uh, they admitted to that, so now they have another advantage. Press conferences. Tank will make them wait two hours, you know, messing with them mentally, just hanging around the press conference when they can just do the press conference and get back to training or resting. So now you have four, at least four that we know about advantages over this underskilled guy. They didn't, in my opinion, they didn't uh, institute that rehydration clause to make it even weight-wise. They just needed another advantage they needed to drain him a little more to make him easier to beat so you know i don't agree with that if i'm with Cedric, if you make weight if this is the way you make weight then you know you if i come in 10 pounds heavier than than you then you have to use your skill to beat that if i'm a heavier puncher than you you have to use your footwork your jab your head move head movement to equalize you know my advantage so 
I like the the thought, you know, what you bring to the fight is what you bring to the fight. And it's up to the other person to neutralize, you know, your skills. So I don't really, really like that. And going back to Canelo and Floyd, that them fighting at 152, mm -hmm. it was no, no, I don't, you know, I take you guys word, no rehydration clause. But to me, it seems like Floyd just drained him up front by making him make 152, you know, at the beginning. So it's no mm -hmm. rehydration clause on the back end, but you kind of drain him because he's the bigger man. You make him come down, you know, and wait up front. So you drain him up. You still drain him, which which is okay because Canelo is bigger than him. You know, you have to do something. You know, when when somebody is that much bigger than you. Hey, Jared, that's I agree. Now that's what I agree with. Catch weight is different than rehydration to me. Catch weight is an agreement to fight at a at a, at a weight. So let's fight at that weight. Um. I just don't think I don't think and y'all watch way more fights than me, but how good can somebody feel if they cut all this weight to get down to this number? And then in a day they put on, you know, water or whatever, they put on additional 15 pounds. I don't think it's like it's not healthy. It's not healthy. I don't I think you're in worse shape coming yeah. into a fight if you if you've done that to yourself versus, you know, that's what I think. Cut, cutting weight a day, excuse me, I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to give you back the floor. But cutting yeah. weight 24 hours before a fight is not healthy. Cutting weight at all is, is not healthy. You know, you lose uh, fluid on your brain, which makes you easy to get knocked out. Your body is drained. You're tired. They made him cut weight until noon the day before the fight. That's just not healthy. But you, you both of fighters did that. The day of the fight. Huh? They made him cut. I'm sorry. They made him cut weight until noon the day of the fight. But they both did that, Jared. Not just one person. They both did that. And, Tank and is clearly imply... more skilled in him, than him. He's Say more skilled. Tank has the, the clear advantage because he's more skilled than him. So let's say Tank is drained a little too, but he's way better than Ryan. You know what I'm saying? His skill level is, is up here. Ryan is down here. Okay, you Tank cuts weight. He comes down here. Ryan Cusway, he comes down here. He's still, you know, notches above Ryan to me. I think what made the fight interesting is that uh, on paper, Ryan had faster hands and he had has a quick left hook that no one knew if Tank could avoid or capitalize off of. But inside the ring, Tank was faster than him. He was quicker than him. And he hit harder than he did. Mm -hmm. But on paper, you didn't see any of that. Ryan's taller than Tank. He, and he's bigger than Tank, and he got the longer reach. But he was standing close to Tank, couldn't even land the jab. So, but I, but I, I'm with Jared again. But you know, that's all of the reason that you know, leave him alone. You know, what I'm saying just why, why you got to go through, all, why you have to make him jump through all these hoops. I'm, I'm with Jared on this because it's, it's a mind game. It, but, it's but why a, do you? But why do you? The person doing that, how do you even look at them and say they're good when they're playing all these games? Because they're not fighting straight up. No, nah, they're not fighting. And then in, in, in the paid boxing, they never fight straight up. Everything is a mind game. And that's the one thing that you have to do in boxing besides use your hand. You have to, you have to use your mind. You have to lock your mind. You can't let nobody get in your head. That's exactly what professional boxing majority of it is about. Let somebody get in your head. Once somebody get in your head, they're going to kick your ass in that ring because the first thing you're going to say is I'm too weak. Why, if, if you look at that fight, Ryan didn't gas out. 
He wasn't he wasn't so frail that he couldn't hold himself up. Like when Roy lost all that weight when he fought Antonio Tarver, he was on his last little legs, you know what I'm saying? But he he made it through 12 rounds. Ryan actually looked good until he get, got caught counter. You know what I'm saying? He got counter from his left hand, he got counter from his right hand. He was mentally defeated. You know, like when you get what you negotiate. And what I didn't like about Ryan is that he leaked that to the public. Of, of using that as an excuse. So he came into the ring with an excuse. Are they weight draining me? You get what you negotiate. You don't mm-hmm. you didn't have to sign that fight. You didn't you, you didn't you weren't pressed to take that fight. This is what you wanted. You get what you negotiate. Your promoter is a former fighter. So he knows better. You know what I'm saying? So it's not that Ryan's not naive. He just really believed in himself. Sometimes yeah. the the weight, the catch weight, and the rehydration can work against you. You know when John Louis when John Louise fought Roy Jones Jr. and Roy Jones had never been a heavyweight. He thought he was too big for Roy. Roy beat his ass all twelve rounds. He couldn't do nothing with Roy. Roy had power. He rocked him, and he was quicker than him. Sometimes it, it, it backfires against you. It backfired against Oscar when he brought Floyd up to 154. Floyd had never fought in no 154. He didn't even try to make 154. He came in at 149 and beat Oscar's ass. It, it don't always go in your favor, even though you're the A side. It don't always work in your favor, you know? So you you do what you can do to get in a person here, but it's not going to always work because these dudes, they are professionals. This is what they do. So that little amount of weight, that they're doing in the in the 12 hour or 24 hour period, it's not gonna make a difference. It's not like they fight at 130 and they have to meet that 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 pound at, at 12. You know what I'm saying? They get all that time to put the, the necessary fluids back into their body. This is what they do when they training. You know what I'm saying? When they spawn with, 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 with somebody to do to be in that cat weight, that catch weight phrase, they hitting hard and they ate all day. So if if it's too much form. A lot of them will pass out uh, when they're trying to do the, the, the weigh-in and stuff like that. A lot of them have passed out in the, in the steam rooms and signing and stuff like that. I didn't like Ryan for, for, for putting that out there, you know, as a fight friend. I didn't like him for putting that out there because that's just – for me, I looked at that as an excuse, mm-hmm. you know. But that's my, that's my view on that, though, you know. I look forward to uh, seeing the next fight with uh, – uh, Devin Haney and uh, Lomachenko and stuff, you know. Why? Yeah, I know. Yeah, both mentioned that it's a better, it's a better fight. Why? Because it's better competition. Better two two skill guys um, that you're going to see in that division, and and I think the winner should get the right to fight Tank. The two highly skilled guys, you know, Lomachenko is a three time, I think, uh, Olympian or maybe two time Olympian, you know what I'm saying? Gold medalist and stuff like that. So his professional, profess, first professional fight was for a title. He lost, but he came back and, and, and took it from uh, Gary Russell Jr. So he's a uh, Ukraine fighter. Bad. I think he's more, I think he's more skilled than um, Haney. I think he is too, but I think he, I think what he does is I don't think he fights well. Like there's a box, like he box well. I don't think he bangs well. Like when this somebody got some power and they trying to get his ass, I think he going to a shell. Yeah, he, he give away rounds. He give yeah. away the he give away the early part of the fight. When he decided to fight Lopez, by the time he decided to fight Lopez, yep. he had, he had gave away six yep. rounds. That's exactly what I saw. And he controlled he controlled the last six rounds of that fight, but he gave away so much. You know, that's why I he think, lost. 
I think he's personally waiting to the wrong part of his career to, to get in there with Devin Haney. I think he should have jumped on Devin Haney when he was much younger. I think Devin is a champion. He's more confident in himself. He's not going to be intimidated by him. And I think he's going to give his ass hell. You know, and that fight is, I think, May 20th. So I'm looking forward to that fight. That was a good fight. All right. yeah. Before we leave this topic. Go ahead. Those games that the promoters play, rehydration clause, mm-hmm. rematch clause, uh, all the different games they play, the splits, is why big fights don't get made. If Ryan would not have signed that fight, the narrative would have been Ryan is scared of Tank, when it would have been really him trying to do good business. But he stepped up and took the fight, took the rehydration clause, dealt with you know all the games that you know that were being played, and you know he took the fight, made his money, took his loss. But had had he turned that fight down, it would have been oh he's afraid to tank, and it really would have been just another fighter not going for the promoter game, just like what I think happened with uh, Spence Crawford. So, you know, that's my take on it. I just don't like all the games. I mean, yeah. they're little guys. You, you're better than him. You're clearly better than him. That's why they picked him. They picked Ryan Garcia to, to fight Tank because they knew Tank can beat him. Tank was never in danger. Just let the dude weigh where he's going to weigh and beat him. Yeah. I'm always interested to see what's the penalty if a person don't make that rehydration clause. What's the penalty? I know, like I mentioned in a previous podcast, Sugar Ray Leonard was going to charge Marvin Hagler $2 million. I don't know what Marvin Hagler purse was, but he was going to charge him that. So I would I would have been real interested to know if Ryan Garcia didn't go through with the 12 o'clock rehydration clause. Would the fight been over with? Would he be charged like a dollar amount? You know what I'm saying? Like if if he wouldn't have been charged, I wouldn't have met the I wouldn't have met the rehydration clause. No I'm way. Sure it was some millions involved. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It had to be. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. Okay. I thought. You know, me sitting up here, I'm thinking if you don't hit the rehydration clause, you know, the fight's over. They won't fight. That's what I was thinking. But I, but that makes sense to have some sort of penalty to do that. But, yeah, I get you. I mean, they say that, but shit, like, you're really going to be forced to fight. Mm-hmm. All these people who came and paid and shit, they're not trying to hear once we had the official way in the day before. They're not trying to hear that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I can't remember off the top of my head. I know somebody have. Uh, I know somebody didn't uh, make their rehydration clause, and I can't think of that. Who who was that fighter that did that? And the fight went on. You know. No, I want to be clear. I don't think he had a chance. Had he, you know, if he would have not, you know, made it, I think he still would have got beat. But I just think that makes it a more fair fight, in my opinion. I agree. I, I hear. I hear you. Yeah, because that's just like that's what you know. That's what made champions champions. You beat whoever coming in the ring. You know what I'm saying? You nah, nah, nah. Yeah, it's always, yeah. it's always, always been games played. Like yeah. I'm gonna I'm 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 keep it real with y'all. All this is about Floyd getting back at Oscar. That's all this is about. This is Floyd getting back at Oscar for making Oscar for, for what Oscar did to him. You know, like Oscar drained himself to fight Manny Pacquiao at 147. And he had the titles at 147 and 154. He wouldn't give Floyd that fight at 154. It made him, you know, try to come up, you know, at 147. It made Floyd come up. So this is this is Floyd way of paying his ass back by, by yeah. saying, my fighter can beat your fighter, and I'm going to put a catchway there on his ass, and I'm going to put a rehydration clause on his ass. So what really, really happened was that Floyd and Javante made it seem like they were no longer in, in partnership. 
you know. So at this time, I think Golden Boy thought it was the right time to go against Tank because um, Mayweather was not present during the Rowley Ramir fight. You know, when he when when Tank fought Rowley, Floyd wasn't there. So it made it look like as if Tank was on his own and Linda Ellaby was just running everything and stuff. So when it came down to them signing all them contracts, when it came down to the actual weigh-in, guess who showed up? Floyd was there. So now they understand that they've been slipped. You know what I'm saying? When it came down to the press conference, uh, Oscar didn't show up because he knew he'd been duped. It was just payback. gay, man. (laughs) (laughs) You're giving too much credit to Floyd. Floyd is, is... It's Al, that's Al Heyman's show. Floyd is just a spokesperson. He gets a know, cut. Man. Pretty smart to me, man. Well, this concludes, fellas. This concludes this episode. I just wanted to get together and, and um, talk boxing um, weight classes and, and the Javante uh, Tank Davis fight with Ryan Garcia. Once again, that was an amazing fight. I really look forward to to young guys getting in the ring and not waiting until they uh you know sixty years old to fight. You know, I, I give those, I commend those guys uh, under thirty years old, and and they made that uh, money like that and put on a good show, sold out Vegas, good celebrities out there, you know. And so, this concludes this episode, which is episode number five. You know, is boxing fake or is it real? You know, this is pod, this is a uh, pod deep on sports. Signing off until we see y'all again in episode six. Peace. Peace out.